You are listening to iRadio TT online all the time. Welcome to Music Matters, the Caribbean edition. The podcast series featuring news, interviews and analysis of all the music from the islands. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Music Matters. The Caribbean edition. I am Laura Dowridge-Phillips. And I am Nigel Campbell. And once again, we're talking about the business of music here in the Caribbean. Yes, we are, Nigel. Yes, we are. And a lot of things have been happening in the region. Behind the scenes. In the last, la- yeah, behind the scenes since we last spoke. Um, mm-hmm. We had a, a major, what I think, which you and I both think is a major, major development. We had a number of our producers and some songwriters Correct. in Trinidad and a couple of the other islands getting accepted to the Recording Academy. Grammys. Which I think is huge. I think so. It's a, it's a, it's a first step to get the recognition of our music in the Caribbean beyond reggae, as I should say, into the kind of mainstream consciousness of the, the, the Grammy public and certainly the North American public and the wider international public. I'm running out of breath. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that that said, Laura, introduce our guest. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we decided today to have a conversation with two mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. who have been, you know, really instrumental in this. One of them is Casey Phillips, who we've had on our podcast before. And, and, and let me just stick this in. The theme song for our our show has been provided by Casey. So thank you for that, Casey. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So for those of you who don't know, Casey is the owner of Precision Productions, uh, amazing producer responsible for a lot of hits in the soca arena over the years, um, son of the legendary Kenny Phillips. Mm-hmm. And Casey was very instrumental in helping a lot of these um, songwriters and producers to, you know, organize their membership to be accepted into the Recording Academy. And also joining us today is Marlon Fuentes, mm-hmm. who Casey worked with on the development of a proposal for a new category in the Grammys. And so we are going to talk today about the importance of having so many rep- of our representatives as part of the Recording Academy membership, mm-hmm. as well as the implications of that yes. and how this new category could benefit us. There so welcome, go. gentlemen, to Music Matters. Welcome, Marlon. Welcome, Casey. Thank, Thank you. Happy That's to up. be here. Thank you for having us. Not a problem. Laura, talk to them. Casey, let's, let's start with the membership. Um, mm-hmm. You are a member of the Recording Academy. Tell me, you know, what 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 was the motivation to get to, for you to spur on this 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 you know a bunch of applications by not just Trinidadian producers we had people as from other islands as well tell me about about that process like what was the what was the impetus for that to happen let, let me ask Marlon one thing Marlon do I have clearance to talk about the nomination board world music at all um, you know I think. Uh, that uh, well, what's probably the most helpful is just because those don't exist anymore, actually. The right, nomination right. No, but I just want to so, I just want to go back to that to, to explain to Laura why I ended up here. So I, just, I don't want to say something that I can't say. <laughs> oh, you know, well, I would say that, you know, there's definitely um, confidentiality there about the right. particular the details of those I, meetings. I <laughs> um, but I think, you know, we can we can speak very like high level and, and informative about, you know, why um, it matters to to, right. to to participate. Okay. So so thank you for that and to answer yes. you. Um, so I had a, a prior experience with the Grammys before um, twenty I wanna say twenty eighteen. I, I wanna believe Marlon. Um, and mm-hmm. with that, I kind of saw some a, a glimpse into the inner workings of how these songs get in and, and actually potentially win. Um, and then myself too, I've been submitting my albums, I want to say for the last four or five years, just as practice to get in because I'm, I'm feeling it out. I'm trying to figure out how, how this landscape works. I'm trying to learn it. Um, and then I realized that one, we don't have a lot of Soka albums there. And then two, we don't have a lot of Soka members, voting members in there. So the last time I did it, which would have been in 
I don't remember, 2017, 2018, it was myself and Sparrow. That was the only two Soka al- or Calypsoca slash Calypso albums that was in there, but we didn't make it past the first entry phase <laughs> because right. you don't have any representation for voting members. So that being said, Marlon and myself, we've been discussing for years, actually, hey, what can we do to get more of our industry in regionally? Um, from Soka, Calypso, songwriter, producer, musician, journalist, media house, you name it. Everybody and the mother, we need to be inside as voting members because we can't pass the first round ballot process if we don't have numbers. This is not a public voting thing. Um, right. It's a whole different science. And then subsequent to that, there's, a, there's always this talk about Soka in the Grammys and Soka on iTunes and Soka in this button. Everybody just keep talking that talk, but nobody actually moving towards it. Um, yeah. I know there was a, a big petition thing going around a while ago about iTunes and Soka and stuff, um, but I think Grammys is above that. Um, mm-hmm. If Grammy, the Grammys recognize this as a genre, um, then iTunes will follow suit. That's, that's my understanding. Uh, Marlon could correct me on that if, if I'm misrepresenting anything. But that was, yeah. that was basically the reasoning why, Laura. Okay, so I know I know in the past we've had, I know I would have received um, press releases in the past about Marsha Montano making the first making it to the first round nomination, but then nothing happened after that. And mm-hmm. I guess it goes back to your point that again, no, mm-hmm. we don't have the representation. He's not big a big superstar out there that would get mm-hmm. a bunch of non Caribbean people who can vote in for him. So it makes sense. Um so what did what did he do? Did he put out a call and, and tell everybody, hey, to apply for membership? Uh, well, what, what was so, your role so in helping? I discussed here? with Marlon. I was like, Marlon, how could we make this easy or, or just break it down easier to explain to the guys to get in? Because back when I got in years ago it was a lot easier. They didn't require 12, 12 credits of work commercially released music. It was, it was, I think it was five back then, Marlon or something. So now they get a little stricter. So, it, so the rules, the rules tighter. So we had to figure out the easiest way to explain to the guys. And I was like, Marlon, I know the producers. We have a group because we all discuss music related industry stuff. And I was like, let me start there. Um, let me see if I could get at least the producers in because the producers are the one, the main ones that are doing a lot of the rhythms a lot of the albums, so we could start pitching these things into the Grammys. So we started with the producers just to see how it would go. Um, it would have been too hard to jump and just do everybody and the artists. Um, but right. now that we have the momentum from this, um, we can now start posting graphics and being like, hey, we need everybody on. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very long game. <laughs> it's baby <laughs> steps, but it's, it's a step in the right direction. Um, I, I mean, we got, I want to say about 15 or 16 producers inside, which I think is great for our first, our first yeah, call. Yeah. Do I think it's enough for what we need? No, but it's a step in the right direction. Maybe we, we, we could maybe maybe make it past one more stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man Marlon could talk more about that. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a step in the right direction. Just before Absolutely. you just before you step in, Marlon, let me just ask Casey one question. You said fifteen was the number we have now. What we what would be a good number I to get know. in? We don't know. If if we knew those numbers, we would all be winning. Yeah. <laughs> I I know. Know. Marlon, talk to us, Marlon. Okay. You know, I I like I say to many different communities, you know, worldwide, um, that <laughs> representation and recognition uh, for their their musical communities. Um, the number one thing to understand is that the Grammys is not a monolith. You know, I'm the former global music manager at the Grammys. I, I recently um, have parted for another opportunity on the East Coast, but I um, mean, I can speak freely now. You know, I'm not I, I'm not like tied to that role anymore, so I can keep it 100. But one thing that I always try to uh, get across to folks is that the Grammys is not a monolith. We, people talk about the Grammys like the Grammys is like this like abstract like sort of block of thing. No. It's people, it's a group of people, okay? And you can be a part of that group of people if, if it is a part of sort of your, your, your career planning, you know, really. Um, it's not a passive, it's not like a passive thing where, you know, I hope that I get recognized by the Grammys, you know, this year, next year. No, it's really about getting inside and standing up for the community 
that you represent. You know, if you're representing soca, Afro beats, I'm a piano, uh, bongo flavor, um, you know, cumbia, samba, whatever your community is, you have to, you have to um, get in, uh, educate a lot of people about your music, come with, a, with an openness to share, uh, because it is a peer award. You know, that's like the, the differentiating factor of, of the Grammy compared to maybe some of the other award shows is that it's not a public bow. And so basically who your peers are uh, on the inside of this organization um, will really uh, kind of depend how the nominations reflect, you know, the music. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, only like Caribbean members vote for Caribbean music. No, absolutely not. You know, like this soca music should inspire, you know, musicians and artists from all other genres, you know? So, so there's that, that aspect of it as well, you know, that, um, that this is, is really sort of a, an opportunity to celebrate. Um, but the number one thing is really being at the table. And this isn't just the Grammys. This isn't just the Recording Academy. This is like all types of institutions, right? We need to see more of, uh, I mean, diversity and inclusion. It's like a big corporate buzzword these days. But what does that really mean, right? What does diversity and inclusion really mean? That means that we have outreach to uh music makers in the community. That means that we have uh, a, a respectful invitation to join at the table, to recognize uh, their contribution to the musical landscape, to, to uh, you know, really hold space for conversations, to overcome outmoded tropes of how we view, you know, new communities around the world. These are the things that, that are really there for, for those who are, who are motivated, who are eager to, to to represent to 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 make that change and so you know like like casey mentioned you know it was it was a very grassroots effort that we kind of did together to uh first of all like kind of come to an understanding of okay what is the likelihood of like a soca category today and as casey mentioned you know at the time you know was, you could count on your hand how many you know records you're getting In, at the recording academy what is considered a healthy category is when there's a certain number of records being entered. Simply for like mathematical purposes, you know. Was that get, 30 you know, or 40? Oh, uh, no, it's, 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 it's higher than that. You know, typically it's about, um, I'd say, kind of getting into the hundreds of okay. entries with when it makes sense to have uh, a genre category of its own. And not to mention the petition for creating a, your own genre category always comes from the members. So, we dialing it back in a little bit, we thought about two things. One is what is the best way to create a lane or to create an opportunity for soca music, you know? And one thing that was very clear is that the album um, model doesn't really work, you know, for especially selector driven genres, you know, that, um, that, that you know, th this not being exclusive to just soca, there's many other genres that, that are really um, social musics that are uh, selector driven, that that uh, really shine as songs on their own, not so yes. much of an album, right? Yes. Um, maybe that might be different in like the jazz world, for example, right? But in these genres, really, it's about is about the tune. And so, when we thought about, okay, well, how can we how can we create more of an opportunity for so many for for, for artists? Um, one thing that was a dream of mine that I'm just so proud and I celebrate, you know, with, with the three of you here today is that we, we made a category for, for tracks, for singles and tracks, and not just, you know, tracks off an album, which believe me was um, some people feel differently. They don't think that's, you know, a single is, is worth um, recognizing, you know, they think it's not real music unless it's an album. I think that's mm. BS. But in the um, era of Spotify, a singles are what runs the road. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I'll say that there's a lot of people that want to say these types of things to make theirs more competitive. You know, that's the real, that's the, 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 the truth as well. So, you know, we created this category, you know, and, and, and um, you know, Casey and so many colleagues were instrumental in supporting this and, and bringing up those, those facts about, you know, what the market is like and how, you know, things are really <laughs> song driven. And so, we celebrate the fact that there is more opportunity now. And now what we have to do is we have to enter the music, enter the music 
and sign up for membership because as you just saw, and it was bittersweet for me because I just exited, you know, the organization after, you know, working hand in hand with so many, you know, uh, music professionals, but I'm satisfied and I'm happy to see these things, to see the flood of, of new members coming in and, and people celebrating and getting excited. I'm like, I'm just so happy because I know it's in good hands and it has to continue. So let's think one, two, three, four, five years ahead of now at this rate, with Caribbean artists joining the Academy, where will we be in, in a few years' time? Where, where, where will uh, Soka Music be represented at the Recording Academy in a few years' time, right? Um, it's a long game. That's I'm what's exciting. That. But that's what's exciting for me. And I'll tell you, there was a time before the rap category. Mm -hmm. There was a time before many of these categories. And mm -hmm. it had to be, you know, people had to get in and, 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 and advocate and educate Mm -hmm. uh represent and um and that's how things change you know but uh but these are this is a, a participatory um venture for the for, for music industries worldwide is to to work with the recording academy if if it if, if, if that's if that's our goal um but you have to be inside and you have to submit music submit music submit music submit, submit music, music. yeah all i can say i like you Go ahead, Take Casey. a little con con context just to add on to what Marlon said. Before I met Marlon, I started on this mission probably 2017, maybe somewhere around. I can't even remember now when I moved to LA because that was always a quiet mission in the back. And I remember talking to two different guys about lobbying for a category because it's a process. And they literally told me flat out, it's like, honestly, this is three to five years of lobbying. This doesn't happen just like that. So, so it's kind of amazing to see that this actually happened. I mean, it's still not soca per se, but it's still a win for the, the region because it's mm -hmm. also Afro, um, Alan could say more Afro, soca, it's, it's global. It's, what, um, is it, what is the name of the category? Well, what category that soca fits ideal into? Best global performance, is that what it's called? Best global performance. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to clarify, you know, one of the things that was really important, you know, to the community and, and you know, to myself was that, you know, this category was actually used to be called world music. And right. Angelique is win all the time. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, look, let, there's an elephant in the room. Let's get the elephant. Let's expose the elephant. There's a mm -hmm. time before the Internet mm -hmm. when, you know, audiences in the U.S. had very little access to... Mm -hmm you know, sounds and music coming from different parts of the world. And the only way that they would hear it was if, you know, there was uh, kind of like a proxy agent in the U.S. that would say, oh, hey, this one right here, let me, let me pick the best of this region. And now that's the only name you're going to know, mm -hmm. right? What's happened now? Post-internet, we got YouTube, we got Spotify. We, you know, one in four people, according to Spotify, listens to music in, from another, you know, culture outside their own. It's the game. The game's changed, you know. Every mm -hmm. every release is a global release, and so, really, you know, my heart is 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 looking at the youth that will never go to a record store and have to go to a world music section mm. to find. I know about that. <laughs> like Kiss. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I I'm 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 an old millennial, so I remember, mm -hmm. you know, even mm -hmm. those days, and I remember what it was like to have such scarcity of music. You know where you would just never find out you know what what was happening locally you know that was really hitting so one thing that we have to like recognize is that this category is not a genre it's not a genre it is is a lane and it is an opportunity for you know influential artists from around the world to have an opportunity to be recognized um you know by this by this you know venerable institution that that's been around for a long time um that's very important because I think at that point you're able to to really um, to really celebrate and to, to 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 hold space for 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 the really just kind of diverse sounds, you know. And there's I think there's no question that soca music is one of the most influential genres, um, especially here here in the United States. Say it know? again, say it again, Marlon, say it again. <laughs> soca music's one of the most influential genres here you in the United it? States. You heard absolutely. it? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's getting bigger, you know, mm. it's getting bigger. There's a lot of um, amazing local uh, leaders, you know, selectors, promoters, um, you know, dancers, people that are just coming out to the jams that are, you know, being introduced brand new to, to the music, to the culture. And um, 
you know, a lot of uh, big brands as well. You know, it was only a few years ago that uh, I was in, in Laventil uh, shooting a, a virtual reality film for Red Bull, you know, with the Laventil rhythm section. So, you know, this is, this is a, a time to really, uh, to really uh, stand out, to really show up and, and show out, you know, because digitally, there's, there's, there, we're just so connected, you know, and it's such an opportunity for exposure. Borderless world. Laura, talk to us. Um, as this, time for us to stand up and stand out. So now, how do we, how do we do this? Because, I mean, like world music, this category is still open to so many other genres from around the world, Marlon, that are super popular, like we going up against Afrobeats. I mean, Afrobeats alone it. You know, they have an entire continent and diaspora behind them that know the music Afrobeats is having a moment. They have huge stars. So what do we need to do to even, you know, apart from having people, more people who can vote for us, you know, who know the music and familiar with it, what do we need to do on our end to make sure that people, you know, we do have a chance with the votes? Yeah. Well, you know, I would say that Number one, most fundamental, enter the music. Because if you don't enter, you're not even in the race, right? There's no... And I think you should even explain that more, Marlon, because a lot of people yeah. don't know what that is. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, let's, let's take an opportunity to explain this. We're, you know, the Recording Academy is about to start their open entry period. Um, it is a... It's about a month-long uh, window where music can be submitted for Grammy awards consideration. One thing that's very important to note is that there's some eligibility rules, right? It can't be a release from any time. It has to be within the eligibility window. And I'm going to pull up this information now, but well, as I do uh, that... September to September. Okay, yes. Um, the, the most important thing is to know that to submit music, you either have to do it as a Recording Academy member or through a Recording Academy member. A recording Academy member can submit as many things as they want, you know, for consideration, right? They don't have, they don't have like a cap on that. The other thing is that uh, a record label or what they call a media company can also register to uh, submit music. And a media company, they describe as uh, like basically like a record label with a roster. It could also be like, you know, a Netflix. It could be, um, you know, like Sony, but it doesn't have to be like a big company. You just have mm -hmm. to be more than an imprint. It has to be more than just one artist, right? So you can register as a media company and... Um, iRadio.tt? <laughs> well, you know, it, it just has to be, yeah, it has to be, um, yeah, a media company with like, you know, representing, you know, many artists. And, you know, okay, I'm happy gotcha. to, to leave, yeah, leave my, leave my contact as well. Um, you know, if anybody uh, would like uh, help with that, I know Casey's available as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but once that's entered... Um, you know, you have you have many different choices, right? And and let's not forget music videos, mm -hmm. right? Soka music videos. There's a music video category, music film category. There's mm -hmm. a craft categories for best packaging. I mean, th there, there's other opportunities as well. We don't, you know, necessarily want to like relegate to this one particular category. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, what if you're like uh, a Caribbean artist that's playing jazz, that's making jazz, jazz music, yes. that's making rock, that's yeah, a couple of those, mm -hmm. you know, blues. Yeah, there's so many different categories, classical music, you know, there's so many categories. So it's not just kind of relegating to this category. Now for Soka, of course, that's where this, this you know, music fits in, in this lane. Um, but, but really that, that's, the first, that's the first step. And it has to be important for people to know that this is, um, and I have the dates here. So uh, media registration for, for uh, record labels and media companies, July 6th, through August 24th, 2021. That's your window to register. The product that is entered this year must be released, have been released between September 1st, 2020 and September 30th, 2021. Mm -hmm. The first round opens July 13th. So just very, very soon, July 13th um, is the first period that goes through July 29th. Um, they pause for a little while, to sort of catch up with processing. And then August 17th through August 31st, 2021 is the second entry period. So basically July 13th through August 31st is the window that teams have to submit their, their product for um, granted consideration. First round voting happens August 22nd 
through November 5th. Very important to note. We want October, recognition. October so you submit your music and then that's it? Silence? No. Mm -hmm. For your consideration campaigns. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was, I was going to touch on that soon because it's a whole different beast. <laughs> Go for it, Casey. Um, so I, I think a lot of artists believe or musicians or creators believe that the Grammy will just pick up their song one day <laughs> and just give them an award. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's, it's honestly, a sh there's huge strategies behind this. There's marketing campaigns and there's, there's, there's a process. So I've, I've, I've even seen myself for myself driving on Hollywood Boulevard, you will see a billboard saying Selena Gomez, best album, something for your consideration. And that's only to Grammy members, but they're running it on Hollywood Boulevard. So that's just to show you how important that is. I only learned that over the last few years because I didn't know. I didn't know what the process entailed at all. Um, and then as Marlon said, is uh, entering the, pro the products. I myself um, have been guilty of missing the deadlines because it's easy to miss. <laughs> um, mm. And knowing when was released, what when your song or your album was released in what period of time to make sure that it could, it could even be eligible to, to, to enter. Um, and it's a process as well. You have to sometimes send them the physical product, blah, blah, blah. It's, 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 it's a, I don't know if it's changed now. No more any, you know, digital streaming is, is, is what okay, they, they that's take. Yeah. Okay. So it's, so it's changed now. So yeah, we, um, and I must shout out, um, uh, Martin Mice, cause Martin has been Martin extremely, yeah. Martin Raymond has been extremely instrumental in this from even before me. And mm -hmm. I have now jumped on and assisted him to carry that mantle, but, um, he has told me about their certain Facebook groups or certain um, places where these Grammy voting members network. And they're like, hey, I do children's music. This is my album for your consideration. And then I will be like, well, sure. Well, I do global single, aka Soka. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, this is my single for your consideration. And it's this kind of cool... Let me check out yours. You check out mine. I might vote for you. Kind of whole. So, so networking is critical in this process. Extreme. And Extreme. I'm also saying money is also important if you're going to be doing marketing campaigns. To an extent, I don't think it's huge budget campaigns. I can't afford a billboard on Hollywood Boulevard. I was not going to but, say. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you could still do it in your own way. And 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 mm -hmm. Laura, that's there's a good way to kind of piggyback to Laura and the journalist to be like, hey, the voting or the submission period is open let us right. put out some press release saying hey artists creatives please remember you could enter your albums or your singles now and then right. when the voting has started or you could do you could even do an article saying these are the 60 i just using that number. Right. these are the mm, 60 right. songs that are available in the grammys right now we're mm. calling on the caribbean to go and vote now we know the yeah. public can't vote but at least we're still doing our part to yeah, get this message out just one question. How many do you know, um, Casey? How many members are from the Caribbean, including reggae voters? Or just oh. you don't know. All right, just just curious. Continue. Yeah. yeah. From the from from the um statistics when I had done the story about the, um, the Recording Academy admitting new members, they did an infographic with a breakdown of all the genres that were represented, the percentages. Mm -hmm. I think reggae was five percent. Mm -hmm. Um, was a small amount for um. It was reggae other and something else that I think we probably would have have been under. Which mm -hmm. which which brings me to my next question, Casey. What do we have to do to get a soca category? How I know that question was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the thing about it is, we if just, we, we want, just the, we, we just explain the whole. Yeah, long it's a long, yeah. long process. I'm understanding. <laughs> it's a long I'll process. A, I'll give you a snapshot because this is how a globe, like the global single category, was created. So here's the thing. One privilege of being a Recording Academy member is that you get to submit a proposal to the what we call the ANN committee that decides the rules, um, any changes to awards and nominees, uh, how people are, are awarded and nominated. Um, and this proposal process, these are due um, usually at the early part of the year. Uh, you want to work with the um, Recording Academy Awards Department to you know, submit these, but what, what you have to do here is state a case for it. But also um, one thing that's really important is to show how many uh, releases, how, um, you know, influential the music is, you know, what the market is, but more than anything, you have to demonstrate that there's already 
a, 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 a sort of a, a breaking point amount of, of, of entries being submitted. So once you can do that, then it begins to make sense because if there's all, it's not, you know, if we build it, they will come. No, it's they're here and we need to build it. That's the, that's the way to do it. Yeah. My, my understanding also too, Laura, just to answer that is kind of like, I think we have to make noise wherever we, wherever we put ourselves. So for instance, we have reggae for albums that we could, you could exist in. Now we have global for singles. And I think if we yeah. make enough noise, let's just, let's just hypothetically say, and I know this might be ad hoc and some people might not agree with this, but let's just say one Ahsoka album happened to get nominated, not even win, happened to get nominated in reggae. Um, of course, that wouldn't go so well with the real reggae people. And then the Grammys would be like, well, something might need to change. <laughs> um, not, uh, and also in the global, if we have enough singles that come and keep getting nominated, nominated, winning, 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 they'll be like, okay, cool. I think now it's time for us to give and respect this genre to get its own category. But, uh, but only till then, we, 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 we kind of just fight in the dark and just keep saying soca category, soca category. Would it help if we have success in getting that category say on billboard or or on the on the streaming platforms uh, to me and, my and we could show the numbers me, there correct me on this i think grammy is who makes that decision and everybody else follows suit okay okay yeah, yeah you know I, I i would say you know again you know they will always look at the presence of this music already in the awards process you know always you know it's 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 you'd be surprised how in many ways, how uh, much more influential members can be than the press or, you know, outside factors, you know. Um, it's really, really important for people to, uh, to sub- I mean, it, as simple as it sounds, there has to be the entries, like there has to be this rep- there, this presence of, of Caribbean music, you know, beyond reggae, of course, in, in the awards process in order for folks internally to recognize um, the petitions of members who want to see these types of changes and to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, we got 150 Soka singles for the last three years. Um, we got to do something, you know? I think that's, that, that, that's when things begin to make sense. But something that Casey mentioned earlier that I want to like quickly touch on is just, you know, in terms of the, the strategies and how to um, you know, seek this recognition. Um, I'd say, you know, beyond, look, th- there's a lot of groups, there's a lot of, because these are also categories that are, um, you know, much more, uh, I'd say niche in many ways, right? It's, it's not sort of like the, the, the general big massive like categories. Um, but I think that, especially with Soka, especially with Caribbean music, I think that looking across genres and looking at who the influential um, artists can be that might be able to uh, share this, this, uh, this, uh, this hope, this, this idea of, of recognizing soca music, you know, and I'm looking at artists like Diplo. I'm looking at artists that are heavily influenced by Caribbean music and that, <laughs> you know, should, should say, hey, you know, let's, let's pay attention over here. You know, we've got, we've got, you know, a community that, that, that's, you know, that's, deserves recognition and, and is, is standing up here and is showing up, you know, I think that um, looking at, looking at how, how we can create, create more awareness for even the presence of this music, you know, you, people might not even realize that there is a particular song or album that's entered if they don't even go to the, to the page, you know, we're also assuming that a lot of people are, are looking through every single ballot of every genre. Sometimes, you know, you have to, uh, make sure people know to vote. That's another thing is voting. You know, if you don't vote, uh, if you're an existing member and you're not voting, then you're just basically like you're wasting it, time. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's Seeming that is a yeah, that's a key part of this whole thing. You know, so an organized community that enters music that understands that that strong strength is in, in numbers, and that also has to vote for for the sound and to, you know. That that's really um, how you begin to see, um, you know, more you know, 
diverse music's recognized. Yeah, yeah and, and, and also voting now is king because they, they, they have done away with the, what you call them, the nomination boards at the end. So now right. everything's strictly voting all the way to the Grammy. Correct. Um, so just to explain that they used to have a nomination board at the end that would come on with these heads, <clears throat> excuse me, these nominated heads of the genre, quote unquote, um, would come in and vote and then that would now be tallied and, and, and whoever won that would win the Grammy. Now it's strictly voting. So the members are now solely responsible for who wins the Grammys. So anybody yeah. can vote for any category. So a rock, a rock person yeah, can vote for Soka. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a bit of a restriction now. Yeah, there, there, there is, there is um, just this last year, the trustees passed, you know, in these meetings that I'm telling you about where they decide on, on the rules, uh, they recently passed um, a bit of a, of, a, of a restriction on how many categories somebody could vote in so that there isn't as much sort of like drive-by uh, voting, you know, where, oh, yeah, my friend over here, only go vote for me. So um, more than ever, it's important to, to be a member. Um, it's important to vote. Um, and it's important to encourage uh, people to engage. You know, if this is, if this is uh, you know, a part of the communities like, wish you know is to to, to to really be a part of this so um and i and it's a very similar to the way i would say like a lot of even in athletics you know sports programs you know are an investment right mm-hmm. um and it's a long game right but you know there's a reason you know um you know there's certain nations that are just really great at a particular um mm-hmm. you know field is there's just a lot of like time investment mm-hmm. um and um and then also kind of a bit of that sort of PR campaign, you know, like, like Casey mentioned and getting the word out. Um, I would, in, in my, if, if I could sort of help instruct uh, community and even wider, just the media, I would say podcast hosts, radio hosts, selectors, Hello. always talk about what's in this year for the Grammys, make sure to vote. Um, you know, I, I think it would be so cool to hear more of that because I think even among the fans, it would be great for them to have a consciousness and to use social media. Look at look at BTS, you know, a, mm-hmm. a Korean pop band. Yeah. Those fans. Biggest fans. Those in the world. fans. Mm-hmm. Biggest fans in the world. Yeah. So if, we, so if there was a fandom, you know, for Soka music that would turn it on, you know, right around the Grammys and would really be, you know, loud about it. Um, along with the media, along with you know, selectors and and you know mix shows. All that stuff. I think I think there would be some change for sure. Laura, Laura, the challenge has been dropped for us. We need to start talking about Grammys and who's supposed to be in and who's not in. You hear me? Yes, yes, yes. It was a rule for us for sure, for sure. Definitely. But either Tamalan or Casey, just something I wanted to think about um, to ask in terms of the global performance, which Casey you said is about singles versus, let's say, the reggae category. I, a couple of things that I've noted in the past, when it was called world music, of course, we had seen the Africans winning a lot of awards under the world music. As I said, Angelique Kiju probably won about five awards. And I, I gather that in terms of the, the, the voters at the, at the Recording Academy, they view world music as a, an African category and they view reggae as a Caribbean category. Soca music, of course, is Caribbean music and we're trying to get into anything. We could get into pop music for like here. Um, how hard, how easy is it to, to break that mold? Is, or is it, is it like a much harder hill to climb in the global category for Caribbean music? I don't think so. You know, I think that what you say is very reflective of that pre-internet era that I, we were talking about earlier, a time where, you know, um, imported music, let's say to the United States, you know, from, from that, like that, that perspective, mm-hmm. um, you know, was largely dominated by, uh, but, you know, a lot of Africans, you know, many good reasons, it's great, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I think that largely that was um, at the hands of marketing people that was at the hands of, you know, sort of armchair folklorists in the States that, mm. you know, uh, were just hip to like, you know, world music kind of idea, right? Mm-hmm. It, we're not talking about the same listener that is, you know, listening to a playlist that has everything from, you know, Beyonce to Kess to, mm-hmm. you know, Rema Yemilade and MGMT. You know, that's not the, that's not the listener that we're talking about. And the challenge with these organizations, you know, Nigel, is these are legacy organizations, you know, mm-hmm. they move slowly. Mm-hmm. They, um, they have a lot of 
of bureaucracy. It's a big ship to steer. And, you know, after having been on the inside, I can tell you that um, nobody understands more the, I'd say the, the, the very uh, evolved nature of the musical landscape than mm -hmm. uh, real music heads, you know, real music people, real uh, artists that are out making music in the world, collaborating that, uh, and I think that, um, you know, hopefully that's something that uh, that changes, right? That that it mm -hmm. is less of an academic exercise, and it is more mm -hmm. reflective of, you know, what's really happening um, in the in the in the cultural landscape. Mm -hmm. um, and that's and why I like. I want, yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. that's why I like the the push for this category and the proposal that you all had made because it really you really have to know what happens in the music industry outside of the U.S. And, and how people consume music and, and, and for genres like soca where you don't have people putting out albums every year, people just put out singles, it just makes sense. So, and, mm -hmm. and I guess in the push for diversity, the Grammys, the Record Academy has to really understand the landscape beyond the US. Everywhere doesn't have a structured um, oh, yeah. recording industry, you know? Oh yeah, and they're catching up, you know, this, I, I you know, they have been uh, very um, adamant about sort of becoming this like global organization. You know, I think many, just in general, um, you know, in the world of business and commerce, you know, um, being uh, siloed is just not very um, advantageous for you, right? The world, the, there's a market, you know, global marketplace, there's an interconnected world, you know, why would not you a, want yeah. to just kind of- The world is a yeah. flat world. Yeah, no and so, uh, and certainly not in music. Mm. Right. Yeah. And not to mention just the way that music's being consumed, you know, like you mentioned, Laura, like, you know, one of the things that was really important to, to show was uh, the virality of music yes. and how social media is playing a role. There's dance challenges, yes. there's, you know, YouTube videos, there's all sorts of very, very interesting ways that music is, is getting out. And the one thing that I wanted to mention, though, is, you know, for everyone listening and, and for yourselves is that you can become a recording academy member. Um, there's a couple, there's two different sort of uh, major membership designations. One is as a, um, a creator, a music creator. So producers, engineers, uh, musicians, um, you know, you name it, the, the people that are really involved in the creative process. But then there's a professional level membership, which, you know, Laura, Nigel, I would encourage you to apply. Hello. Hello. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. If you're a journalist that covers music, if you are writing liner notes, I know liner notes are not as popular, but if you are. I, that's Nigel's of, thing. I've done Nigel does for that. a jazz album. Yeah. Mm. If you have. <laughs> On a German label. Notes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? If you're doing liner notes or shooting album covers, photographers, mm -hmm. you can actually become a voting member as part of that creative process as a, you know, Oh, wow. So that's something that a lot, a lot of people know. And so I would encourage you as we talk about, you know, uh, inclusion, as we talk, like, let's get this information out, you know, if, let's get Definitely. this information yeah. out. I, I love that we are actually getting this information out because I think for so long, people probably felt it was, you know, like a federal secret, like you had to like go through some secret society and know some secret handshake, you know, in order to get in. <laughs> who you know so... and who knows you? <laughs> but it's so easy now, like you're really Also to Also to Anmalana, I want to touch on this because I've also gotten a lot of pushback from people in the community saying, well, why we need the Grammys and why we need them to, to put a stamp on waiting. And I just want us to kind of touch on, and you could touch from your side and I'll touch from my side. Why do you think we need it, one? And then two, what could be the potential hypothetical benefits that would happen with not even a soca category, but let's just say a soca song winning a global single award or Grammy? Mm -hmm. Just, just let's just so we could round off the whole the whole picture. Yeah, because people uh, talk about that. They talk <laughs> about oh, why we need foreign validation. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need we don't need foreigners to tell us our music good. So, so Marlon, in, in your opinion, what 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 do you think it would bring? And I, I would touch you know, that. I, I I always recognize that you know doing all of these things might not be in the career planning of a particular artist. They may not see it as, as a necessary thing. We only have so many resources. We only have so much time, money, 
And, and a lot of this thing, you know, kind of requires those, those things. And so that said, and I'm going to put my, 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 a different hat on right now, the history of the U S or, you know, you know, European nations in their relationship to the cultural products, you know, of countries, um, you know, outside, I think has always, largely been a, a relationship of extraction of value. Exploitation, say it, Marlon. Yes, exploitation, extraction Marlon, give it a PC version. Right. You know, I'm giving the P- I've learned to speak very diplomatically after okay. my, my grand- recording academy experience. But, let, but, but, but let's, you, let's you speak. I don't want to put words in there, but you say, you, yeah. say, you say your truth. Yes, exactly. So, so, you know, it's always been that way. And so my, my call, you know, my, my, you know, observation is like, okay, well, how can this be a more equitable, um, an equitable relationship? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's great to celebrate together. I think, you know, globally, whether it's like, you know, uh, the Oscars, the Goyas, the Hedys, the Sama, it's, you know, these are all institutions that, hope to celebrate culture, you know, in, in their particular, in their specific, you know, societies. My hope is just simply that there's equity. What do I mean by equity? I mean that a Caribbean artist doesn't have to hit up some like label marketing manager in the U.S. to please submit my music or vote for me. No, I, I would say the most, I, I, something that's very equitable is for people to be directly plugged to have the opportunity to uh, not just voice their opinion, but be heard, respected, and recognized. And I think that's happening. I think that um, it's very, it's very important to always just recognize, you know, the the the, the opportunity um, and, and assess whether or not, like, it, it makes sense. You know, there's plenty of artists that I know that um, are just doing their thing. It's they're perfectly fine. They don't need, um, you know the nod from, you know, this particular institution or, or other Western institution. And if their career works, you know, that that's, that's great. You know, just, this is just a part of an artist's, um, you know, career planning. Um, and, and in some cases, you know, it might even be something where uh, just due to your success, you are pushed and you are nominated. I, you know, I can recall, uh, many people in these, you know, in our, in the recording Academy um, membership community that have said, Hey, what about this other artist over here? Let's bring them in. Let's submit their stuff, even without them knowing, you know? So I feel like there is this sort of opportunity. I call it an opportunity because I don't think that, you know, it's something that anybody feels like they have to be like forced into doing. And, mm. um, but given the, the history of, of exploitation, um, I think that, what is necessary is direct linkage to these institutions, respect, recognition, and uh, an opportunity to to really um, not just not just be sort of like a, a, a kind of passive member, but to go into leadership positions as well. And I think that's all possible. It's all happening, and you know, hopefully, these institutions can begin to really reflect, you know, the the, the societies that they're in. Because let's face it, you know, in the U.S., you know. I mean, if you look at all the popular music, you know, that's happening, it's, 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 none of it is like a hundred percent, like, you know, inspired by things in the U S you know, there's, there's so much, so much um, influence uh, in, from, from the international community. So, so I think that uh, it's really important to keep all these things in mind. Yeah. I want to, I want to round it off because, you know, in the Caribbean, we have to see, we have to see examples and know what the goal is for it to make sense. Um, so I'm just going to give some hypothetical examples of what I think could happen. Um, let's just say a soca song does win a single award. I think what could come out of it is, let's say that that artist now or that manager of that artist could, could now talk to a label and be like, hey, this song won this award. We think we need major label distribution because this has potential to go. Um, it now gives the genre and also that song and the music the that stamp of approval. Like, yo, this actually could work on a large scale. And this is just one of the one of what could come out of it. Aside from the um, what's the word? I don't want to call it the, the the Instagram blue check, but is aside from the, the the bragging rights and the accolade, you could now say and represent and say, I am a Grammy nominee. I am a soca artist that won a Grammy. 
my price is now not even triple. My price is now to, to the power of 10. That's zero. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I mean, I, I know this is hypothetical, but a lot, I'm a, I get a lot of pushback from guys saying, yeah, but why we need that? Why we need this? It's like, well, what are we doing this for? You I think you have, you have to be at the table to make a decision in this music business. And right now, the big table is the Recording Academy, certainly if you live in the Americas. We can't fool ourselves right. about that, right? So if right. you're at the table, at least you're, as we said at the very beginning of the podcast, baby steps. This is the first step, right? It is a long game. And the idea of persons rejecting being part of the Recording Academy, even re- um, rejecting validation, whether it comes from Trinidad or Barbados or Miami or, or Los Angeles, you're, you're quite correct, Casey. We're in the business of music. This is not a hobby. Mm-hmm. This is not a fun thing. This is you in the business of music. It's right. buying yes. and selling. It's trading. It's 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 volume. It's still a volume business, admittedly. It's a volume of likes or volumes of listens or something like that, as opposed to physical units. But right. we are in the business of music, and if, unless it's a serious business, and unless we're not dealing seriously. I'm sorry. I mean, Laura and I have been doing this podcast for one or three years now, but the numbers are growing. But right. we have to acknowledge that if we don't talk about the business of music as Laura and I do, we, we're not going to be taken seriously. And I'm very happy that Marlon in himself took the time to be part of our conversation and certainly to talk at this level about the importance of the Recording well, Academy me, to the music me, industry in Trinidad and like really this, the Caribbean. In, in any other field, we always aim to be the best at what we are. So if I'm a doctor... I want to retire by this because I want to become specialized and be a surgeon. If I am investing in this business, I want to make X, Y, Z and end up like Jeff Bezos and retire when I'm 30. Yeah. So why can't I want that in music? And the, the way to get that is to get numbers and to be validated from the Grammy. So now we could get publishing checks. It opens doors. Like, yeah, we get publishing checks that look like... Like a real um, check. That, that, that sense. Diane Warren. <laughs> yeah, like we, yeah. Want, we want a Titanic major hit that will be on the billboards for weeks. And, and Marlon made a solid point. There are people, like in any business, there will be people who are satisfied with local. Right. And they're good with that. They're good with the neighborhood support. They're good with and community we're not, we're support. Not, nobody, and that's fine. Up. But yeah. then there are people who want to export and they want a bigger market and they want more people and they want to make more money and they want to live mm-hmm. a certain lifestyle. And that is fine too. I Every mean, time it, people come with that, well, you need foreign validation argument, it gets me so mad because it's not necessarily validation in terms of somebody patting you on your back and say, oh, yeah, all your music, nice, I like it. It's not that. It's a, it's a business. It's about making money. It's about living. People do this for their, their life. And that's what I was going to say. It's not, it's not only so a money thing to me. It's also an industry thing. It is yes. now. Ah. It's, it's now I've seen musicians, and, and, and I don't want to call names, but musicians are playing bands for the last six years still taking taxis. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. That's not cool <laughs> to see. That's not cool to see. So now, if this industry yeah, yeah, yeah. is bigger and these musicians could fly and make tens of thousands of dollars to tour a continent like mm-hmm. Australia, let's just say we're not even talking in the US. Yes. Everybody good, and it will trickle down past beyond yeah. the artists. It'll be everybody from the drummer go back to the the manager and the agent. So it's it's not even more so. Yes, it's a validation thing, but it's also building an industry. Yeah. yeah. And we hope, we hoped, you know, during this pandemic, we've done so many podcasts looking at various aspects of the business beyond the live gig. Because um, we really hope that during the pandemic, artists would have been able to open their eyes and focus on different aspects of the business that would help them in the event. We could be in a pandemic next for the next 10 years for all we know with exactly. all these, with all these bloody variants. variants that keep popping up. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how long we're going to be like this, this yeah. constant cycle of closures and reopenings. So mm-hmm. we need to start thinking strategically, I think, as an industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying we are because we are part of this Nigel. <laughs> I am I'm with you 100 percent though. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't cut me out. I'm part, I'm part of this because I, I hear you loud and clear. As I said, I am a I'm I, I'm an advocate for an for an industry. And of course, I'm still based in Trinidad. Casey has gone out, gone abroad, but it has been very difficult one to get people to come together. So the idea of an organized community, as Marlon had suggested earlier on, an organized community representing and getting the advocacy forward to make the music popular. It's it's still it's still hit and miss as far as I'm seeing, as far as I'm getting in Sydney and Trinidad and Tobago. I don't know about the rest of the Caribbean, but it's it's a hard road. And I, all I have to say is this effort and this will not more than an effort. This success that has happened with the, with these fifteen or sixteen producers in and kudos again once again to Casey for doing for being a, a, a starter on this one. This is an important starting point because this is more than has ever happened before. 
we've had, as we all know, people just talking off the top of their head, we want a Grammy for Soka, without understanding what has to be done and how it has to be done and not doing the work. To do music, it's a, it's a business just like, like Pong and Stone. You ha- it's a lot of work. There's sweat <laughs> that has to go into this thing. It's not a simple thing. I have an idea, I had a song in my head, I just sing it. And as, as I said, somebody inside of the recording academy will pick it up. It doesn't work that way. And I'm just hoping that with this particular podcast and certainly with these two guests that we have today, they will understand that this is a serious thing. The jokes are nice and it's funny and all that kind of stuff. But we must be serious. Everything that we discuss when it talks about the music business, I think, should actually have some level of seriousness set. Yes, we, yes, yeah. we, are, we are very, we are very, calm, very cool, calm, very cool, happy people. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say no. You, you don't have to be serious, serious 24-7. But good God, yeah. when we are discussing how a voting process operates, you have to put your music in. You have to vote. You have to register. All these kind of things. How many people are registering copyrights? Laura, you remember the very beginning of our podcast? You asked mm-hmm. how many people had a website? And that was the biggest okay what? Well, well, as we saw from the recent Michael B. Jordan, Juve Rum. Yeah. A lot of people don't even begin to understand oh what copyright I, I, is. And that is a whole other discussion which we whole, won't have. Let's not bring up that topic. Please. That won't happen here today. All right? we, 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 we're still focusing on the recording academy. And this push certainly to have to recognize music outside of reggae. And I'm going to keep harping on this point because it's something that, as I said, I've been noting quite some time. It's been... It's been difficult, as, as Casey has observed, to get our music out there because of lack of numbers and certainly lack of that network and clearly lack of money. I'm going to also put that out there. We now have an option that is more available to us. We now have an opportunity to vote one man, one vote, as opposed to this um, nomination committees, I think is what the idea you had there before. Yeah. Yeah. But, but as, as I said, 15 now, but we have to continue putting numbers and numbers and numbers. We, we don't have a number of a kind of threshold number at which we can say, okay, well done. Definitely we have a Soka nomination in world music. We don't know that number yet, but right. I'm telling you, the African continent has been putting them out in the world music category. Well, now the global performance category. I think Bonaboy won it last year. Um, yeah. We're looking forward and to see what's happening. Go ahead. Marlon wants Are to we say talking? Oh, you, well, you know, I just want to cl- say one thing, too, is that Burna Boy is not the African music of the past that the Grammy no. members remember. No. Yeah, no. You got Lady Smith, you know, Black Mamba. <laughs> well, you know, very real. You know, we're talking, I, I'm telling you, this this sort of pre-internet, mm-hmm. you know, post-internet era reality mm-hmm. is is more exemplified than ever in, 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 that, um, in that particular instance, because, you know, for some people, they hear Burna Boy, and ignorantly, they mm. will say, "Oh, I'm, is this? This is I don't hear the African in this." Mm-hmm. For me, like, mm. oh my God, are you like living under a rock? Like, do you not like what? You yeah. know, did your music mm. just stop? You stop listening? Like, what happened? You know. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about participating, you know, I would say for for Caribbean artists to be proud to educate these folks that may not know better. They may not know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what the new sound is. They may only have a couple of names that they remember from those Kudamayo compilations that they got. Oh, like, I oh remember my God. those. <laughs> yes, right? I used to have those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you know. I mean, rough mm. guides like Kudamayo, yep. like yeah. yes. the way Song that, Lines magazine, yeah, Rhythm magazine. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know those names, those those artists that made those compilations is basically what mainstream American people know about music from other countries. Wow. And so what we need to do is we need to um, make sure that the creative community has that in mind so that when they enter these institutional grounds, they are not going to be like kind of funneled in a convenient way so that, you know, their music is is kept, you know, sort of mm. dependent. You know, it, it, it's, it's a very... It's a very um, much uh, an, an exercise in, 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 in showing up authentically the way that music is today. Sure, mm-hmm. You know, we have colleagues like, uh, like Martin Raymond that, that can mm-hmm. educate us about the past, you know. Yes. Uh, but we also have colleagues like um, my, my, my dear friend here in L.A., Adam Cooper, whose father is uh, Michael Cooper over at Panland. Mm-hmm. He is hosting YouTube chats with emerging producers and artists from the Caribbean, from Trinidad to talk about the music. Like we need to get this information out there. We need to 
People need to see these different expressions of identity and it has to become normal for, so that, that we all kind of have a respectful, like, you know, playing field. Let's take mm-hmm. the yeah. example of the Oscars, for example. Oscars had a big problem for a while. Oscars yes. so white. So, so white, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And, you know, they got their act together, right? They, they you know, I used to say, you know, the, frust- the shortcomings of these institutions are frustrating mm-hmm. because it matters shortcomings of these institutions is frustrating because it matters and what do you have now you know you have a korean film winning best picture yeah. uh, a whole new and not to mention you know american audiences understanding that hey korea is not just those traditional folk korean mm. dramas i see mm. but a very sophisticated Modern, yeah, society yeah. Mm-hmm. and sadly like this process of educating um in this case, American people about like what what the sound is today, you know, and and, and, in, and in a very cool way. I mean, it's in a celebratory way is necessary. I think what you're also suggesting here is that the idea of what what we'd call like journalism. There's there's rock music journalism. There's jazz music journalism. There's not a whole lot of soca music journalism, right? Laura Dorich. I'm going to say it again and again and again. The number one. Um, entertainment reporter here in the Trinidad to be on possibly the Caribbean. But we have <laughs> to have a lot of that. And we do have those numbers. But even uh, even shows like ours are, are, are little baby steps. You mentioned um, the Cooper gentleman in LA. We have to start possibly collating all these, these um, areas, these journalistic outposts to let people know there's a there's a category of music that comes out of the Caribbean besides reggae. There are musicians and artists who are part of the Recording Academy. There is music that can be performed in August that was released in July. In case you know what I'm talking about, it's not necessarily Trinidad Carnival music, but soca music that is now Caribbean music, which is now going to be global music. We have to have that constant conversation because the other thing that I've always kind of hinted at what Marlon suggested is that soca music has evolved. The music that Casey's father produced and performed and when Soka was in his early days, it's certainly not the music that Casey's producing now, right? Mm. And the argument, I know there was an argument and Laura could back me on this, is that modern dancehall is not dancehall of 10 years ago and there was a... No, definitely not. And there was a conversation about changing the name and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of evolution of our music and it is passing a lot of audiences by, but I think if the information is not put out there in a kind of cohesive fashion, as we try to do here and as other podcasters and hopefully journalists will do, we, we, we have a lot of work to do, and that, that's all I can keep repeating over and over again. We have a lot of work to do. Laura, talk to I, me. I just want to, um, before we wrap up, you know, although we, we focus a lot on soca music in this discussion, we are about the business of Caribbean music, and there's so many sure. other genres of music in the Caribbean that could benefit yeah. from this move as well. Mm-hmm. And hopefully mm-hmm. they have a version of a Casey in their countries yes. that could encourage people mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. join the Recording Academy, we have, you know, every island has its version of soca. Yeah, every yes. island has its own version of a, a dance or mix with soca, something. Um, we have compa, we have we have cadence, we have, you know, you, we all, we, you name it, we have it in the Caribbean. So hopefully other islands would be encouraged to, to do the same thing because it benefits everyone. So yeah. um, Marlon and Casey, thank you so much. This has been... A really good, oh. insightful discussion. Very insightful. Um, a learning thank you opportunity. for the work you guys. Yeah, thank you for the work you guys have done. In case you have to give a little shout out to Anson, because I yeah, understand yeah. he was, you know, he yeah, was Anson, also. Yeah, Anson was, was, was instrumental as well. Yeah, Anson yeah. Pro. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking any buff from Anson, so let me just yes. shout him out. <laughs> Anson Pro. <laughs> Yeah. So yes, thank you, gentlemen, and definitely we will take up the mantle and do what we could do on our end. Yeah, I think behind the scenes, Laura, we could um we could work on working on when we could put stuff out like this. Uh, um, period for submitting is now. Um, voting starts now, and then when we do this this mass push for artists and songwriters to to to, to join, I think we need to have to have um uh, like a a, a a conceited effort with everybody to push. And join, get everybody, everybody and their mother to join. Journalists, mm-hmm. artists, songwriters, yeah. that, that journalist spot is intriguing. I know you said that's the professional side, and Laura, I'm sure she's gonna put take take that up oh, in a big for way. Sure. <laughs> right? For sure. But the idea of this uh, that that category, the professional category, it's kind of overlooked by certainly by me, and um, I'm sure a lot of other persons. But I'm so happy that you mentioned that liner note writers could get it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> photographers, liner yeah. notes writers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. we're gonna Absolutely. be there. We're gonna. 
we're gonna be there. We'll try our thing. Marlon, Marlon is also offering his assistance as well mm-hmm. to consult with anyone that needs more information on this because he knows. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, but you'll hear from Nigel and I first. Definitely. We'll, we'll contact <laughs> yeah. you. Not a problem. So again, Absolutely. Casey, I want to say to you, thank you for the work that you've done in terms of the work of getting those producers in. Marlon, thank you for your efforts along with working with Casey to get that global performance category name that would include our singles. And to, to you two gentlemen, thank you for being on our program today. Hope you enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank right. you, Marlon. Thank you. Marlon. I'm following you on Instagram. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, Marlon Fuentes okay. on Instagram, any artist team, you know, if you would like a one-on-one, you know, to get more information, I'm more than happy to do it as a, as a selector, as a music lover, as an mm. advocate. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm happy to provide. I have, you know, I was former global music manager at the Grammy, so uh, let, let's, let's, let's stand yeah, up for the definitely. music. Definitely, we have to talk. Sweet. Right. Wonderful. So, Laura, once again, enlightening conversation to use that famous phrase that we've used over the years. And yes. um, this has been one of the more important ones. And I'm very happy that we're able to get this in. And certainly very happy that we had these two important gentlemen on. So, what can yes. I say, Laura? You know the rest. Let's, let's wrap it up. You've been listening to Music Matters, the Caribbean edition. I'm Nigel Campbell. I'm Laura Dorridge Phillips. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks so much for listening to Music Matters, the Caribbean edition. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Music Matters Caribbean. And if you want to listen to our previous podcasts and keep up with our new material, check out the website podcast.iradio.tt or listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, and more of your favorite podcast platforms.